Well, howdy there. Welcome to Bun Built B25. But before you skedaddle, your folks may want to be aware that today's subject material contains negative depictions of people in their respective cultures. Now, these stereotypes were wrong way back when, and they're equally wrong now. Your host could choose to skirt it, but hey, that'd be erasing history. And that's rougher than a saddle swan in Appaloosa. They have to confront the 70s. And that was wilder than the Wild West, I tell ya. They were doing all sorts of crazy nonsense, huffing and puffing. They might as well have been smoking beans. <laughs> Look, the point is, we all gotta learn from it. And that's the way the world rolls, you know? So let's mosey on over to our hosts as they take a look at the Mark Davis Western River Expedition. And if you want to know who I'm imitating, here's my secret. I have no idea. Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast with me here today. As always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Ryan. Perfect. So normally we do some banter here, talk about some things that are happening in the world. But today, we got a really big one. So if you want banter, you know, as much banter as you want. Last week, uh, we... Uh, released a bonus episode of over 80 minutes on my trip to NorCal. Uh, so there is 80 straight minutes of us BSing around. Uh, and we even talk about like HBO Max and all that fun stuff. Today, no banter. So we're on our 25th official episode. It's time we got to do something big. Uh, how familiar are you with this topic? So I know about this topic through, uh, I think I went on a tour in Disneyland and heard about Ooh. it a little bit. They mentioned uh, what what did and did not make its way over to Florida. But besides that, I think this is one of those big elusive topics in the uh, Disney parks that most people know a little bit about, but not as much as, as I came to learn in uh, reading about the topic for today. No, that's very interesting. Uh, you sent the mention on a Disneyland tour. Mm-hmm. That's Disneyland. Right. Disneyland. That's right. So, so yeah. it was one of those cases where uh, we, you were they would talk about. Oh, I don't want to get too spoilery here, but we talked yeah. we talked a little bit about the uh, pirates and uh, ah, okay. they mentioned, right. oh, well, you know, it's somewhere else, but maybe it wasn't going to be somewhere else. Let's mm, uh, yeah. see, I see, I see. So they were hinting towards it at uh, Disney. That's interesting that they would mention that. And think like those tours are like mention unbuilt stuff, but you know, you got to pry back thing the normies uh <laughs> but um we discussed discovery bay um and i'd have to say that this is like right alongside it. i think this might be this might be the ultimate unbuilt disney do you think absolutely i would say i mean there's a bunch of unbuilt disney things for for disney fans i guess mm-hmm. uh but there's always an interesting conversation with those with westcott with yeah. uh um with, with general uh parks with uh um 
uh, the the fairy tale area of Animal Kingdom, Beastly Kingdom. Beastly Kingdom. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. But this is different because it was less that the idea just didn't make it past management, and and more that it just people were demanding something different. So yeah, I'd say this is like a very unique kind of Disney mythos story here. Yeah, and we'll get into a reason why it didn't happen. Uh, there's a lot of complicated reasonings behind it. Mm. Uh, but needless to say, uh, today we are doing the Western River Expedition, the ultimate unbuilt Disney attraction, except for we, we do have to put an asterisk. There's always the Ursula spinner. That's always mm. numero uno. <laughs> You're you're bringing back tears. You're reopening an old wound. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Uh, I hate to do it to you. I hate to do it. Mm. But uh, that is enough prologue because we really need to dig into this. And uh, we're going to now discuss the Western River Expedition, Mark Davis's long lost classic. Here we are already in our main topic. Uh, so right there on our show notes, and I'll release as much of this concept art on Twitter as possible. You can already see. Uh, so what this is, is this is you're looking from Tom Sawyer's Island, and you're looking across the way onto Thunder Mesa. So this is pretty much like almost an entire land. It's interesting how this concept art looks. I think it's kind of a little deceiving. It makes it look mm-hmm. like it's really on the bay, but it's actually supposed to be. There's there's more walking terrain than you think here. But uh, what are your initial impressions just looking at this massive rock structure? Oh, it just looks gorgeous. It reminds me a little bit of what's currently in, in Disneyland. Um, around the new area that was built for the uh, mm. the train. Yeah, because all bit, the, yeah. you can see the train trestles and stuff like that. Which exactly. is not Which is not the railroad. That is not Magic uh, Kingdom mm. Railroad. That is actually something else which we will discuss. But uh, this enormous, beautiful rockwork structure was going to be the show buildings for our attraction today which is actually three attractions and uh, let's actually get into it so the tale of the western river expedition is actually a about a truly massive complex that would have sat on the banks of the rivers of america where splash mountain soon to be tiana's bayou adventure and big thunder mountain currently resides in the magic kingdom that was to be thunder mesa comprising of three attractions a gift shop and a restaurant however we need to start in 1967 one year after walt disney's death focus had shifted away from the city of the future naming epcot and onto the vacation kingdom walt had always planned on an east coast disneyland to complement his grander vision and roy knew that's where the company would have to look first before even attempting to tackle epcot while red was aiming to build a castle park very similar to disneyland the imagineers also knew that they were working with a different audience in particular, Mark Davis was shy to replicate the extremely popular Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida, remarking that Florida had been promoting pirates for ages there. He thought it would be far more interesting to take the west to the east. 
So while he and the Imagineers gave a green light to the East Coast Haunted Mansion, they turned down the opportunity to build pirates as Mark went to work on the Western River Ride, soon to become Western River Expedition. From Mark Davis in his own words, the book, uh, again, this is me trying to find different ways to do things. I wanted to do it in a theatrical manner. I did not want to do it as a realistic motion picture kind of set. This would be more like writing for a musical comedy of the Old West, such as Oklahoma the Musical or Anna Get Your Gun. So everything I approached with, with this was from the standpoint of doing it in that manner and not worrying about the fact that these things look like stage sets. I thought we could do some very brilliant things with color throughout the entire thing. It was as lavish as the pirate ride. It would have been a ride through on a boat, and it was all taking place in the Wild West. Again, pretty fanciful stuff, but with gags and business throughout. Now, the caricature of West, this is part this is part of what everybody knows in the movies and everybody is most familiar with. Every idea would have to read immediately. We'd have bandits. We'd have good guys. We'd have bad guys and the dance hall girls. We'd have horses. We'd have coyotes. And we'd have everything you can think of. And along with that, I would say that it would be a musical, with uh, which the music of which had been still yet to be created. But I wanted to have a tune keeps one beat throughout the entire show. And we doubled the more uh, exciting parts of the ride. So actually what you're seeing here is the very beginning of how we create an attraction. And a lot of the concept art is going to be from various articles and from this book right here. So the attraction ballooned so much in scope that it was pushed as a phase two for the Magic Kingdom to be open before 1974. It now comprised of a massive complex of show building with a combined square footage of 1,350. 35,971. In other words, that's 3.12 acres worth for a single show building. The peak of the Mesa was to be approaching nearly 225 feet tall, in which modern day would require special lighting on top for incoming aircraft. For the record, Cinderella Castle is 189 feet tall, meaning Thunder Mesa could have easily dominated the Magic Kingdom skyline, which could you imagine that? Like you're Walking in Main Street, and inst instead of the Cinderella Castle being the thing that draws your eye, it's like off to the far left, you see this giant towering butte. Yeah, that's that would be absolutely huge because it's uh, Cinderella Castle is just like as it is, is huge in Disneyland. You can get away with having the Matterhorn be a little bit bigger because it all feels like it's within the same kind of small scope, but mm -hmm. to have something be 225 feet tall. I, had, I honestly cannot even imagine something being bigger than Cinderella mm -hmm. Castle and the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, and that's that's taller than Spaceship Earth. And do you know how tall the Guardians show building is? Honestly, I do not. I don't. I, I, <laughs> I was asking you. I honestly oh, don't okay. either. I don't know. No. I know. I know Bob Chapek said, oh, it could fit four spaceship earths in there and i'm not sure if that's just like a volume thing or if it really is taller than spaceship earth it probably is yeah, <laughs> i don't know yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to look it up now but i can't find anything uh nah. easy about it i mean you know yeah, you go ahead and uh stack four spaceship earths on top of each other and follow <laughs> the advertising lie there yeah yeah thunder mesa would have fit four spaceship earths inside of it <laughs> 
<laughs> so again, we have a bunch of concept art right here uh, for Thunder Mesa. You can see it all there and all the layout of it approaching Thunder Mesa, heading west in Frontierland. Guests would see a western settlement on the left-hand side. In this area would be two points of interest, the Thunder Mesa gift shop and the Mesa Terrace. The Mesa Terrace was to be the east coast version of the Blue Bayou with two sides. Guests could choose to sit on to eat on the patios of the town outside nestled to next to a pair of train tracks or they could go inside overlooking the drop finale of the Western River Expedition which I believe was going to be kind of similar to at uh the turning restaurant at the the land pavilion not not the fact that it would turn mm -hmm. but you know the way it was situated where you just right. kind of be overlooking the scene uh and once again you could see in that concept art just kind of uh what it would look like a small town very similar to uh big thunder mountain um where you go past the uh, town of rainbow ridge which was uh, originally from the uh nature uh nature's wonderland attraction and but this time, of course, you could actually go through the buildings and all that good stuff uh, to the very right of this is a mine shaft entrance of a giant ore elevator hanging over a path that goes downward, which was the grand entrance to the Western River Expedition. Moving further east, a railroad tre a trestle structure provides the entrances to two different attractions, a mine train attraction and a canoe themed flume ride. The mine train attraction had a couple variations. One was a roller coaster type ride, very similar to big, what Big Thunder Mountain became. The other was a takeoff of the then still existed mine train through Nature's Wonderland. Both versions would take their cues from Nature's Wonderland. The train would have gone through and up into the mesa, encountering the painted desert, which would have been a tableau featuring an endless horizon on the distance, and similar animatronics and gags as Nature's Wonderland, a geyser gulch, and all ending again a trip through Mesa Terrace at, as the finale. The canoe ride was fairly quick, beginning of an ascent through the Rainbow Caverns, winding on top of the mesa above large rivers and the massive waterfall and then doing a twisty, curvy, white, water-rapid-style ending. This would be fairly similar to the even quicker version of Knott's current Timber Mountain log ride, and a swift and fast careen down a flume, but without an actual drop element. This was essential to keep it complementary to the Western River Expedition instead of redundant. And you can kind of see uh, the tableau of what the top of the mesa would have looked like, and it's it's kind of fascinating that they would have not only utilized the sides and the inside, but the top of this hmm. insanely large building. You could kind of see the flume ride as on the left-hand side, it goes through that twisty, curvy pattern. Yeah, it's called getting all the buffalo, huh? <laughs> I know, right? All the parts of the buffalo, all right here, and using every single inch of it. It reminds me of in Pandora, uh, Navi River Journey, and uh, Flight of Passage is all in one show building, but they're stacked. Oh, really? Each other? Yeah. I didn't know that. I guess that makes sense. They're generally in the same kind of mm -hmm. kind of region there. And it was. It turned out to be an extremely bad idea because if, for instance, the fire alarm goes off, you have to evacuate not just one but two attractions. Mm. 
I wonder why they did that in the first place. I guess it's just uh, cheaper to build one show building. Yeah, it, it figured that would be cheaper to sh- uh, do it, and uh, it would be able to them to create the sort of tallness of Pandora and right. use force perspective right. in that kind of idea. But here, imagine you're actually going on top of those cliffs, and there's a ride on top of there. It just seems like it'd be incredibly difficult to perform any maintenance on the attraction mm-hmm. if all right. entrances are being used for other attractions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Like, imagine if there's another Haunted Mansion on top of the Haunted Mansion. It's, that's pretty much the way <laughs> to think about it. You put a roller coaster on top of the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Okay. The last thing of note before we move on to the main ride was the last element of this show building. The Magic Kingdom Railroad would have intersected into the Mesa, passing by a diorama similar to the Grand Canyon one from Disneyland. This diorama would have featured gags of animatronic bears, although these bears would not be singing. These would just be kind of playful bears. And you can see some uh, of that tableau right there, bears splashing in there uh, in the river. And you can uh, see there's a bunch of... um, I believe those are, I think those are javelinas. Yeah. And some Mm -hmm. bears trying to get a beehive. Crazy crazy critters. We just talked about bears on the um, Critter Country 500. That's right. Yes, we did. These ones aren't racing. Uh, Now let's (laughs) move on over. (laughs) What was that? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, A wacky races ride. Maybe that could have found its way here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) let's mosey on over to the main attraction the reason why you put this podcast on in the first place uh, the western river expedition boat ride as we mentioned earlier guests would enter into a mine shaft in a dimly lit queue sparsely lit by lanterns and shining gold specks eventually the queue would pour out into the first show building a massively brilliantly lit canyon structure of natural arches leading down to a simple wooden dock alongside a stream where boats would pull up. The idea would be a sunset, and the color palette was immediately striking. Davis wanted to use the coloring styling of Mary Blair for the attraction, aiming for something less realistic and more stylized. The intent was bold, primary colors for everything unlike the natural beauty of thunder mesa outside that had to stand up to both the florida weather and natural sunlight everything here could be show lit so instead of entering into an actual depiction of the wild west this was to be vivid and almost cartoonish and you could see some of that model and just how intense those colors are yeah it's all saturated like really really pretty Mm -hmm. and uh, nothing here was going to be made like it was a natural rock everything was stylized and rigid and had unique angles to this it it was like when you when you go on pirates yeah everything is kind of you know designed artfully and has sort of you know a stylized idea but it's still aiming for a little bit of naturalism And, and and somewhat same of the haunted mansion you know again i think that's what kind of um, stands out about maybe the new Hatbox Ghost and and particularly uh, the Bride, the new Bride, Constance, is that they don't quite match hmm. the ride exactly. Yeah. Um, but still, there's there's nothing going to be quite as uh, m- marked as this. This is very much like um, Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, but because it, it, 
distinct, bold style. And it's, it's looking like a cartoon and it doesn't look like they're trying to aim for anything realistic. And that would have been the severe difference between this and a pirates. Well, I, I think pirates though, does have its own bout of like colorful stylization. You know, there are like there, if they made, there is a way to make the new pirates or pirates more in line with the films, which are gritty and realistic. I right. think like the sharp blues and like the hard reds and the ride at the beginning. And then, yeah, there's, there's certainly that in the color styling, but I'm talking about the actual sets themselves. Mm. Oh, oh, how like almost fantastical everything would look here, like a cartoon, yes. like a mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really stylized. Right. Okay, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, what happens next in this precise point of the ride is vaguely uncertain. The basic comp- confirmation seems to be that we would drift off into the canyon and into a cavern. Some say at this scene, an owl named Hoot Gibson, originally designed for the Walt Disney story, would spring to life and welcome you on your voyage. Some art suggests that a giant dime store Wild West novels would appear out of the craggy walkwork across the way from some teepees, which is just, I don't know about this one because it really doesn't match the rest of the ride. I know we said it was cartoonish and stylized, but that is, that is something you really don't see for the rest of the ride. It's, it's too meta almost. It's yeah. like self-referential it kind of reminds me of what they would do like with dream flight uh, later on where you'd you'd see the travel brochures as you started the ride it was uh which works for that ride but not necessarily here however either way we would eventually float into an eerie cavern bathed in blue and green very similar to pirates of the caribbean but lacking the pretense of the drop This is the first time we would hear Buddy Baker's Western River Expedition theme, which would have had lyrics. Allegedly, Buddy worked on composing this material, but it's still lost to this day. Mark Davis says he never even heard of it, and they were still working on it. And uh, it's nowhere to be found in the Buddy Baker archives, so it's unsure if Buddy just trashed everything. Uh, But supposedly he was working on something. Uh, the idea was a Broadway Western, much like Annie Get Your Gun, although the theme here would have been far more ethereal and atmospheric in the caverns, similar to George Brun's Dreamlight, the witching pirate score in those caverns. Uh, embedded in the score was dripping water set to the notes of the music. And you could see... Oh, you, know, you like that? All right. I do like that, yeah. Uh, and you can see the images of these caverns. Very striking. Uh, they would feature stalagmites and stalaxites in the shape of things to come. A woman in billowing prairie skirts and wearing an oversized feather hat. An old mining prospector. A wolf howling at the moon. A bandit. A rabbit. And even a skull. Which I really like that idea. Instead of, like, in pirates, you kind of see, like, the skeletons of the pirates. And you see kind of these vague tableaus making you think about their curse but here it's more subliminal uh we exit to the cavern and swing to our right and now it is dusk on the right hand side a railroad track sits above and sometimes you will actually see the magic kingdom railroad chugging along similar to splash mountain some of the passengers look down at the boats below but some are too busy looking at the bear diorama to their left And there uh, in the show notes, you can actually see the layout of the Western River Expedition. The only thing that is not here is the 
uh, is going to be the caverns and the uh, loading dock. So that's the only thing that you're missing here. But that is the bulk of the ride uh, otherwise. So you could see how it would have been laid out in this specific show building. So the uh, dock and the caverns were one show building, and mm. this was another. Uh, so oh, I, okay. So wait, wait. Yeah. So, the, so looking at this picture, it's like a big L. Where was the split in the show buildings? A split in the show buildings. That's at uh, the left, the left bottom. Mm. That's where it would have split. I see. And there's other things. Is there? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is an outdoor. Is that? No, there's no outdoor, so it's all internal. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm trying right. to wrap my rind around where the uh, exactly where this building is. So wow, it was. Oh, I see an image now. Wow, what a big. Oh my goodness, get lost yeah. inside there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next sequence of events is also heavily debated amongst researchers. Some think the next scene is that occurs is the stagecoach scene, and some think it's the campers. Uh, using all the materials, I'm going to make the determination that the show's natural escalation probably assumes the best measure would be the campers. Uh, that said, we again, we swing to the right, and on our left, we hear soft singing. This is the desert diorama, as a lonesome cowboy song begins to play. We see cowboys around a campfire, one softly playing the harmonica, the other strumming guitars. And this is where we get our first glimpse of just how silly and whimsical this attraction is. The saguaro cacti around them bob up and down, singing like pipe organs as accompaniment. And you can see I, that concept art. I love the singing. Concert. Oh, they're so adorable. They look like Muppets almost. They do. <laughs> yeah, a little yes, bit. Yes, they yeah. do. I was oh watching the, the video that you, you sent me and mm-hmm. uh, watching that. And I, I had like a, it like lit up inside me. I was like, okay, this is a real winner. Like, I right. know it's a, it's a great idea anyways, but. If you guys get a chance to see this, they're almost like Veggie Tales Muppets. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're very funny. As a pretense, we should probably mention uh, I did show you a video that was from Destination D twenty three twenty eleven, mm-hmm. and Tony Baxter led a presentation where they did a virtual ride through for the Western River Expedition, uh, and you kind of got an idea of how it would go. And I believe in that version, this comes first before the stagecoach. I've watched it a couple times. I yes, I believe it yeah. does. Um, yes. Right. So these are very cute cacti. I believe that if the attraction did happen today, this would probably be one of the most iconic things, you would guess? Um, I think that, it, it, yeah, it, it definitely would have been one of the more market merchandisable things because it, 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 they're, they're incredibly unique. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, would it, be, it, this would be the thing that every mom and dad recorded just like like yes. in kitchen cabaret exactly um, often they would zoom into the broccoli on veggie veggie fruit going and like you <laughs> always see that like because i'm a dork and i watch a zillion epcot home movies uh it is very 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 common for the moms or dads whoever filming this to zoom in on that broccoli like that broccoli is like grabbing them and i guarantee you they're they're going along in the boat they would have seen this and they would have zoomed right into it just like how on pirates they you know you focus on that pirate with the pig because mm. he's with the pig <laughs> i think you're spot on yeah <laughs> so again adorable the scene kind of reminds me a bit of have you ever seen three amigos i have not steve I'm, martin I'm, and no of Chevy course Chase i have seen and, that 
Oh, it's a cute movie. Uh, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. And they are in the desert and uh, they sing a very mellow song and all of the for uh, all the desert creatures come and dance along with them and sing along. It's mm, it just reminds me of that and gives me the gives me the warm fuzzies. I really love this scene. Uh, so <laughs> nearby, a cook comes along by the chuck wagon as he stirs some beans in a pot. And you know what? Uh, this would have been a cute scene, but it would be so cool if they like did a smellitizer and you could smell the beans. Oh boy! You see, figment wasn't enough for you. Smelling mm. the beans. Oh, yeah. hey! Now, now beans are different than farts, sir. Beans smell like, like like sweet beans, like yeah. uh, sweet okay. beans. Yeah. Okay, all right, uh, that, that could be good. Yeah, yeah sure. Exactly. Yeah, you kind of see the steam coming off of it. So, in the distance, wolves howl as moving shadows. Their howls also match the music kind of see them as kind of projections there in this model hmm. yes right here yeah mm-hmm. a cowboy is now on top of the hill on top of his horse crooning to his cattle below to calm their nerves a very cute scene the cattle of course join in with the chorus some and, pure mark davis kind of stuff yeah, yeah very very much mm-hmm uh, next, a group of buffalo observe prairie dogs, which may seem very familiar if you've ever ridden Living with the Land. The good ideas never die at Walt Disney Imagineering. Once again, you can see the concept art and just compare that with Living with the Land. Very similar scene. So they just took that and they left it and they put it right in Epcot. So if you're once next time you're writing Living with the Land and you pass by that tableau, just know that was originally conceived for the Western River Expedition. The sky grows from blue to dark as the butte shadows on the horizon begin to fade as we drift to the left. We encounter the bandit scene as the outlaws hold up a stagecoach. Uh, now, this scene, again, would have been another iconic one. Everyone would zoom in for. And it's going to seem familiar if you're a classic Epcot fan. Uh, the comedy in the scene not only comes from the maniacal laughter of the bandits, but the fact that their leader is singing a mariachi song happily, suggesting they'll see you soon enough. And I, I love this art, where it's like they're being held up, but the leader is just hapless strum his guitar in the front <laughs> forefront. Love that. Uh, some variations have the guests floating underneath the robbery, and some suggest they'll float underneath the leader as they bank to the left. A similar gag was used for a train robbery in Epcot's World of Motion. Once again, good ideas never die at wed. And you can see right there the, the one that was eventually put in World of Motion, which, coincidentally... Davis worked on World of Motion. The next portion of the attraction was the highlight of the entire show. The size of the graveyard and ballroom in the Haunted Mansion combined as guests floated through a U-shaped stream around a singing, dancing western town filled to the brim with gags. Unlike pirates, this town scene is not full of distant and varied conversations. If you remember, that's what Walt liked about it. He compared it to a cocktail party. Come back around, you listen to more of it as every time you ride. Let's to guarantee your repeatability, you know, Mark Davis wanted to do something a little different here. 
Uh, instead, the gags were all visual, as many would be belting out Buddy Baker's theme song. So you could see the concept art and, and immediately what grasps out of you right now. What is what is popping out? Of, of Well, first off, the colors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's really saturated, almost like black light. It looks mm-hmm. almost like I imagine yeah. this is, would translate really well to the black light. Uh, that's what I was imagining, too. Yeah, really. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, assuming the colors are identical in the concept art to how they would look in there, the red, mm-hmm. the really sharp reds on the mountains, and the really deep. But I love how they make they, they they use and we'll describe this. They have painting to sort of match lighting of the sun. Yeah, but without actually using actual lighting itself to mimic that. Yeah, the they second use the picture. Painting. The mm-hmm. picture of the the, the big uh, big Jack saloon. Yeah, you can see mm-hmm. that the the ground is very dark, almost like it's shadowed. Right. The and top you can see is a, a little golden. Can, yeah, but you can yeah. see on the corners, on the jagged corners, you could see some of that blue popping up like shadows. Mm-hmm. Again, you can very much tell Mary Blair's influence right here. Absolutely, it's 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 a very it's very distinct from from pirates because it's. It really is like a almost like a comic, or I guess a pulpy kind of novel. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming more right. brought to life, which I guess is that uh that idea that we poo pooed in the beginning of the show. <laughs> and and all the buildings are very angular and uh, simplistic. There's mm-hmm. there's no realism to them. It's a very much like a stage set. So again, we were talking about Broadway musical. This is very Broadway music. A lot of abstractism. And it's it's not supposed to be realistic. We're not seeing some sort of forced perspective town like in Pirates. We're seeing a stage set. Uh, That's and, a good way of putting it. Yeah. And, and a lot of these ideas would actually be carried over into America Sings. And if you've ever seen the stage sets for America Sings, they're very similar. It's supposed to evoke a Broadway musical. And that's the sort of the same idea. But we're doing this in the setting of a ride, which is very interesting. Hmm. Uh, the, the rocks behind the town would deliberately paint, be painted with blue moonlight on the bottom and sunset on the top. The actual buildings would have had neon colored trims to really pop. Mark wanted the scene to have a carnival atmosphere. Much like a Broadway musical, the animatronics would have bright spotlights on them as if they were truly putting on a show. And again, you could see more uh, concept art right there. Uh, really displaying that uh, sort of tableau. You're really getting a long, stretching scene there. One particular gag had the cowboy on his horse shooting his pistols into the sky as a fellow cowboy below in the saloon whoops and hollers. Mark said about this, this was a gag that people didn't get. They said, how did that guy get up there? And I'd say, who the hell cares? You don't understand. That's what makes this thing funny. And, <laughs> and I love that. That's just Mark putting every single uh, you know person who watches Cinema Sins in their place. Uh, showgirls below him, bathed in spotlights, sung and danced in a sultry manner. In the saloon itself, raucous drinking and debauchery were occurring as an angry, proper woman alongside her disapproving old mother covers her son's ears from the inaudible swearing inside. Another cowboy is passed out drunk on the floorboards. You can see again that art right there with her just angrily holding his ears shut. And again, cut out and replaced with a chicken auction. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, we're going to get to that stuff. (laughs) 
<laughs> just a bit. But again, you, you we watched that that video, and a lot of these things got really good laughs from the crowd. I mean, these are very strong, funny gags. Well, I think that's like the glory of Mark Davis designs, mm-hmm. even just more generally, is that they're very they're so quick. Like he, yeah. uh, Tony Baxter mentions in that video, um, the Dateline Disneyland recording, um, uh, at Destination D, Dateline Disneyland. A lot of D's there. He mentions <laughs> that Mark Davis is like the master of a lot of things, but one of the big things is staging. Is right. that things are set up like they they would come up with ideas in the in the design phase, and then Mark would interpret them completely differently to what they had mm-hmm. they had initially done. But the way that he structures it, it's just that you take one look at it and you're like, I've got it. Immediately you understand what the bit is. Yeah. Um, even if, you know, maybe you don't understand mm-hmm. like those people did with the horse on the building, but like you <laughs> get it. You know yeah. that this is funny. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is funny. And uh, what I really like about it is that uh, I think honestly, this is, I don't know if it's because I grew up on pirates, but I think some of this mm. is just more immediately funny to me than pirates no i think so because pirates pirates has like a really fine a really fine-tuned story like mm-hmm. you know at the end of your life you just die and that doesn't matter etc and so forth but let's go back to the land of the living and see them do what they do you know they take mm-hmm. out of them with it etc so forth and, yeah, and, and it's a lot of dialogue driven stuff yeah, a lot of especially nowadays, now mm-hmm. that Pirates of the Caribbean has had the like when I, I've only been going on Pirates since Johnny Depp was added. Oh god. So, well, I know I'm I I know I was born two thousand, so yeah, I, I know. Like, yeah, I, so, and to be fair, I've only been going on it since they reversed the pirates, uh the woman chasing the men instead of the other way around. Yeah, so well with the with the Johnny Depp stuff specifically, right? Like the now a bunch of the show lacks like jokes because mm-hmm. they're not really jokes anymore. They're just plot yeah. points. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that over the years, the kind of comedy value of pirates has been mm-hmm. really kneecapped. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that a lot of the stuff served like a greater purpose than comedy. Um, it, it's kind of like, like I, I can still feel the comedy at the end of the haunted mansion, but that's like more explicitly funny than I think pirates mm-hmm. is aiming to be. And I think this is like the natural conclusion, the, the world of motion, if I may. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think it's the, the difference though with haunted mansion. I think there's a lot about the, um, the trickery of what they're trying to do of making like the ghosts appear real. Like that's mm-hmm. what kind of, you when you look at the ballroom, the thing that doesn't leap out to you immediately is the the funny nature of some of the gags, and yeah. it's more of oh my god, these are transparent. How are they transparent? How are they doing this? It's incredible. Yeah, that's, uh, that's whereas, I mean, if, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, whereas this, all the focus is being drawn on the characters and only the characters. Yeah, I think that's um. There is something interesting to be said about haunted mansion insofar that you can fall into the story really well in pirates but haunted mansion so much of it is like the expectation that this is just a theme park ride and then it hits you across the head and it's like oh my goodness it's like so complicated and how did they do this whereas this because it's so stylized and yet so simple something like you know i think living with the land is actually a very natural comparison when you make something simple it's much easier, I think, to fall into the 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 experience and and mm-hmm. laugh with it instead of gawking at it. 
Right. Well, know, how familiar is. are you with World of Motion or the It's Fun to Be Free Ride specifically? I, I'm like familiar insofar that I've seen you know video the of it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Same with me. I I never got to ride it. Um, it was closed by the time I first visited Epcot Center. Uh, but that again is Mark's last giant contribution to the Walt Disney Company. I would have to say, hmm. and. That is very much what this is trying to accomplish. All the focus is on the gags. That's all it is. It's right, just, just the gag gags. after gag after gag mm-hmm. after gag. Right. Yeah. Right. So you kind of get an earlier variation. And I do think that World of Motion is all about that comedy. It's only about selling the gag. It's not selling you that you're you're in a place, but it's selling you the gag, which is interesting of note because I think that this was trying to do two things it was trying to put you in a place but not too realistic of a place where as it would take away from the gags but something that helped lift the gags up and that's why the broadway musical setting is so perfect for it whereas with world of motion i've heard it described very oddly like you're going through various tableaus but there's no real scenic transition there's no scenic archetype like i think like spaceship earth is a little similar but that actually has transition pieces whereas world of motion really didn't have many of those um so this was trying to like do two things which i don't think mark ever got to really be able to do and now we sadly present racism yeah what are you gonna do yeah uh, racism specifically against Native Americans, a proud pastime of the Walt Disney Company. Uh, past the saloon, a snake oil salesman sold magic elixirs to children with help from a Native chief and his family playing the banjo and trombone. And you can see it right there. It's right out of Peter Pan, as cringeworthy as you would expect. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna that's all you're gonna say. I think all it's right. such a, I think it's a shame that like I mean like Disney in the sixties is Disney in the sixties, but I, I always think it's like a bummer that Disney is like so unwilling to like tell Native American stories. This is gonna be a whole separate conversation. <laughs> but like I was watching this and I was like, man, you know, the the cultures and the traditions of the people who lived in north america prior to colonization are so like rich and deep and like yeah it's like really bad that people treat them like savages you know in, like history especially <laughs> in the 60s well, but you like didn't th- you didn't think pocahontas is authentic enough god pocahontas is like evil like pocahontas <laughs> i would straight i would honestly say pocahontas is more evil than anything mark davis ever put together <laughs> it's pretty bad savages savages i would <laughs> rather even like, human <laughs> I would rather someone do haha look at the funny people we don't understand versus actually they could probably fall in love the colonizer <laughs> and the and you know and what she, yeah she was 15 or 13 or whatever yeah yeah, yeah you know, this whatever. version <laughs> hey they got to keep making money on colors of the wind yeah it's a, <laughs> it's a profitable venture oh my gosh it's funny I think that's the only thing people know about it. Oh, absolutely. Because I don't yeah. think anybody. The movie's not very good. I don't, I don't know think, if it's I a don't hot think I've take, seen but... it in years. 
I don't think I've seen it in it's years. Not, years. I, it's very not like nothing special. You know, you can you can pay twelve bucks a month for it now. Oh. Sorry, hey, I had to slide I in a little you. banter. Yeah, I don't know. I tried. Oh no! Oh man! What are we gonna talk uh, about next? JPEG has a beard. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, 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 let's move past the racism here. Yeah. <laughs> so more commotion was going on in the other side of the street with cowboys still falling off the roofs in, of the Golden Slipper Inn as they continued their partying. You can kind of see some of that crazy action right there. <laughs> uh, a beautiful girl sings on top of a piano as a bashful guy is being encouraged by a cowboy to make his move. The bartender, presumably the woman's husband is not amused and gives an angry glare <laughs> another showgirl's doing a high kick and a cowboy tries to drop his hat on her constantly dipping feet i guess he did not want her to show feats i'm just gonna let that one sink in for a second <laughs> the groan is worth it. <laughs> grumble, grumble, okay. grumble, hurled, hurled around the world. Uh, at the end of the street is the Boot Hill Cemetery, and there's actually boots on the hill. How cute. Yeah. Uh, we bend the corner underneath a bridge where a cowboy wildly blasting his guns off again is next to a visibly annoyed native man covering his ears. Well, um, Let's just say this wouldn't stand today. Well, caricature aside, yeah. I think that, that would actually it's be a, a, I think a, it would be it's a funny gag. I'll say that. I think caricature aside, I think the idea of trying to like if you you know how like pirates are in Pirates of the Caribbean are like the worst and everyone kind of hates them. Mm-hmm. I think it would be neat to like do not the cowboys terrorize and murder the Native Americans. I mean, I guess you could do that. It's like true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really true because cowboys <laughs> aren't even real, right? Like the the cowboys here. Well, hey, all right, whatever. The history aside, that could be. There's a funny idea to like the people who live in North America are subject to the stupid, annoying white cowboys. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think it would have stand. I mean, P- Peter Pan is yet to be changed, though. So, well, I mean, I think like you could easily change the gag. It's a child, and he's pissed. I, I, you know, it, that works. Just as well. I mean, it's not as juxtaposition isn't as good. It's still funny. I'm sure somebody else could think of a better one, but I don't know if you could be on attraction without (laughs) the Native Americans. Well, but we'll I think that in, that's we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get into that eventually. Sorry, uh, let me make let me make, let me finish that point before I get yeah, to be clear. What I mean is is that like the entire idea of the attractions are clearly based on that old early mm-hmm. Disney, Davy Crockett, Cowboys and Indians. I use that not seriously, but as like a quote. Right. Um, mm-hmm. The Cowboys and Indians archetype. You know, it, had it been more realistic, right? Or had it been more true to reality, would look nothing like this. Right. Know? So it, it's a very, it's it's an idea that like pirates, I guess, lived into the future, but the Cowboys and Native Americans relationship really did not. Right. So it, it's interesting to look back at it. The next scene of the town is intensely lit with harsh sunset reds as a gunfight is taking place. Blacks are also deeper than usual to create the wild look of hell. Two robbers have looted the bank and are using the safe as a shield. 
Luckily, the sheriff was next door having a shave at the parlor and bolts out of it returning fire still with shaving cream all over his beard. Bullets ricochet and plop into the water next to guests, making them feel in danger during the shootout. Very similar, again, to mm. Pirates with the Cannonballs. Absolutely, oh. right at the very end of the Disneyland one, yeah. Right. And you can see... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Also at the Disneyland one with the uh, the, the pistols as well, yeah. It hitting the shields back and forth, mm, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. And you got the little plops in there, so it's right from there as well. Uh, you can see some of that concept art. Uh, you can see the robbers uh, just kind of using the safe as a shield. And I love the image of the uh, sheriff coming out and his, his beard is still like covered in shaving cream. And he still has the little bib on him. Hmm. Very, very funny <laughs> gag. Uh, another great gag involves a robber hiding behind a crate and pitching his hat up to catch stray bullets, which is a pretty clever thing. So he's he's behind a crate and he's pulling his hat up so they think it's him, so they get all of his bullets. His deputy, a calamity Jane type, stands behind. Oh my goodness! Place. They were oh my sorry, God. I cut you off, but they cut. They were they were ahead of their time. What do you mean? I uh, keep reading. Oh, <laughs> his deputy, a calamity Jane type, stands behind a building, slowly easing up her targets. And uh, are you like talking about this could be Jesse the cowgirl? No, no, no. This is red. No. This is this is this is the red. They wouldn't oh, need to cut out the sexism. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. this would they, be Margot Robbie, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they would have never needed to cut out the sexism because they already have their. Honestly, yeah. yeah, they would. They already have. It's a already blonde yeah. for the uh, for the Western River Expedition uh, spinoff. You know, after Ooh, after the one with Jared Leto just goes off the rails. Oh, this will be a Lone Ranger ride, right? Jared Leto, of course, was the Indian. Mm, sorry, oh, yeah, Charlotte Channing Hansen. Tatum's the cowboy. <laughs> Who was the guy in uh, Lone Lone Ranger? Uh, it was, oh God, I know Johnny Depp and yeah, but who's the other guy? It, it wasn't was Arnie Hammer. Ar- was Arnie it Hammer? Uh-oh. I think so. Ah, is it? Is it? Is it? Um, twice it was Arnie Hammer. Yeah. Oh my God, it's twice canceled. It's also two wow. and a half hours long. Oh my goodness. Oh, oh no. <laughs> on disney plus today uh, <laughs> oh god can you think about it that that if this attraction got built that movie was a success oh dear yes god. of yeah. course mm-hmm. rango <laughs> not a disney film Close another up. concept was a photographer taking a photo of the gunfight his flash and smoke distracting the gunman causing him to shoot early finally at the end of the street, watching the gunfight is a hungry mortician named Mortimer Skuggs. I think this is the only named character that we know of. He happily watches with a measuring tape to guess who exactly his next victim would be. Three equally as delighted vultures watch the scene as well. His sign says, 24-hour service, satisfaction guaranteed. And I love this image. Again, on that video, gets a huge laugh when he shows up. He's doing the measuring tape. The vultures are, mm, they, they might as well be rubbing their little claws oh, waiting like for that. some death. It's such a funny scene. Such a great funny scene. And I love that name, Mortimer Skuggs. 
Great name for a mortician. (laughs) (laughs) On the other side of the river, a wagon reel is shot up and is flooding water in the stream. Uh, Let's keep in mind about that particular tableau later. Another concept was a pair of cowboy troubadours singing about their departed fellow friend killed in the gunfight. Their song would have gone like this. They shot poor Jeb. They shot him dead. They shot him in his silly head. Poor Jeb is dead, dead, dead. Jeb should have stayed in bed. Jeb. (laughs) Jeb. With exclamation point. Jeb 2020 dead 2020. Uh, now comes the point where the racism runs truly rampant. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the boats would have curved to the right, and on the left-hand side was the rain dance. Oh. Plain Indians were seen singing and dancing in a more, for lack of better word, tribal version of the theme song. Coyotes howled along. On a butte in the far distance, animation would be seen that of the natives doing a rain dance and indeed conjuring up a mighty storm directly overhead, which spills wildly into the river, which becomes even wider. So our path would uh, become more flooded as this came about. You can see the concept art. Not good. Not good for Disney. Hide this one in the vault. There goes that fifth key. (laughs) No, no. See, it... These depictions, you know, they weren't right then, and they weren't right now. Okay, Mark uh, Davis was born in 1913. All right, we we're looking. The poor guy, Mark, poor guy, barely knew what a camera Mark, was. But Mark I mean. Davis is canceled. Hashtag Mark What's, Davis is over party. <laughs> That's like six tweets on the hashtag because mm-hmm. nobody uh, knows these. As we continue banking to the right. The thunderstorm becomes more and more prevalent. To the side, we see poor animals drenched in torrential downpour. And fortunately, a cliff's edge splits the rain to avoid us as we trail into a narrow cavern. We hear thunder and the flashing beams of lightning as we begin to climb up a waterfall. Utilizing another idea from Pirates, Mark Davis didn't like the fact that in Pirates, you climbed a waterfall to nothing. You know, you know if you ever been on the Disneyland variation... You go up that waterfall and everyone's expecting something big, but no, it's just a U-turn back at the loading station. Mark hated that. Animal eyes glow from within the crevices. A projection of lightning flashes can be seen at the end of the pseudo-tunnel as we climb higher and higher, kind of similar to Space Mountain, now in California. The boats slightly dip downward and we're greeted by the wild winds and heavy mists as we're still deep in the storm. Trees surround us and suddenly one catches on fire as lightning hits it, starting a mighty blaze as we drift to the left. A tree nearly falls on the boats, but is caught last second. We think the danger couldn't get any worse until the bandits from earlier holding up the stagecoach are here again, and their pistols are aimed directly at us. This time, even the horses are wearing bandanas to cover up their muzzles. <laughs> Great gag. The bandits laugh at the riders as they come to a brief stop, and the leader warns them to keep their hands inside the boat, but their valuables free. As soon as they begin the cackle again and shoot in the air, we seem to choose our fate as our boat plummets into a darkened cave with only guests overhead looking in from Mesa Terrace watching our fall. The drop was to be the first two drops of Disneyland's Pirates combined, a mighty 50-foot tumble. 
So this would have not been that uh, tame. You know, this would have been a pretty lengthy draw. But I have to imagine it wouldn't have been as steep as, you know, as steep as Splash Mountain. Because you're probably not going to have like lap bars or anything like that. No, I got to imagine like, it's going to be on yeah. a similar one of as mm-hmm. as Pirates a little bit. Maybe a bit, a bit, or a, it'll be, sorry, it'll be like a similar kind of incline to Pirates, just right. longer. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Uh, after the splash, the boats would have banked left into the Sunset Canyon again, and we disembarked waiting for the next passengers to board. The exit ramp would have crossed under the main queue and up to the exit on the right-hand side of Thunder Mesa, leading us down nearby the entrances to the other two rides. My guess is that if the ride were still here today, another gift shop would have been shoehorned in. And that is the Western River Expedition. Pretty crazy, right? Uh, I would say so. That was a pretty in-depth analysis. I can't wait to go on it. Mm, You can't. I'm sorry. Uh, What? Because why wasn't it not built? Uh, When Walt Disney World opened in 1971, among the complaints listed at City Hall consistently was the lack of the Pirates of the Caribbean. Every single person came in there going, where are my pirates? Where are my pirates? Where are my pirates? Where's my pirates? Where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? East Coast guests have seen the attraction on the NBC Walt Disney show and knew of it for many years and were expecting it in this new park. Management immediately buckled and deferred to Mark to remake this classic for the Magic Kingdom. And if you've ever seen the construction uh, for Pirates and Magic Kingdom, there's this big famous wall. It says, uh, don't worry, the pirates are coming. Contrary Hmm. to popular belief, this is not what killed Western (sighs) River Expedition. But this is what both delayed it further and caused Pirates and Magic Kingdom to be what it was. Uh, So everybody complains about Pirates of the Caribbean being sort of short and weak. This is likely due to the Western River Expedition. Still hoping to make his Western extravaganza, Mark designed this new Pirates to be smaller and lacking parallels to what he hoped to keep as a vision for Thunder Mesa. Thus, he truncated the caves and deleted the waterfall portion up as he did not want Western River Expedition to seem redundant. Mm. As Pirates was wrapping up in 1973, the Arab oil embargo led to a crisis and a downward trend in spending for WED. Space Mountain had just gotten off the ground when Disney halted big expenditures. Western River Expedition and Thunder Mesa saw another delay, but Mark kept tinkering with it in hopes that it would be greenlit. In the mid-70s, Mark was beginning to become aware of the growing sentiment against racism towards Native Americans. This also followed a very early revamp of an American scene attraction yet, which Mark also helms, fixing a very offensive Mexican stereotype. Oh, shut the hole in my sombrero. Oh, put the bullet through the head. He revised a few bits, including replacing the Indians in the medicine man scene of a generic strongman. And you can kind of see how that scene has changed. And that's kind of like the better scene. Like that makes more sense. Yeah, it, it, it seems to be pretty in line with the whole like ragtime mm-hmm. kind of thing that they were going right. on with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the entire rain dance scene was junked and replaced with an even longer version of the shootout scene. If you can recall, the punctured water wagon at the end of the shootout would have gained greater prominence, as it would have led directly into the flash flood. That said, the gag with the Indian cupping his ears at the cowboy's pistols still remained, though it's uncertain if the, uh, if the ride were built, if it would have lasted much longer. Uh, in 1977, Mark was forced to retire due to a change in Disney's age requirement policies. He gave up on the Western River Expedition and only returned to Disney for some independent freelance work on various Epcot attractions like World of Motion, which again, borrowed from some of Western River Expedition. Tony Baxter, however, tried reviving the project for a revamp of Bear Country into the Land of Legends that would connect to his Discovery Bay project, creating a network of three lands we discussed Discovery Bay, as well as Dumbo's Circus Land on a previous podcast, previous two podcasts. Uh, more on this on a future episode. When this did not come to pass, he looked at the idea of Thunder Mesa and thought about focusing on the runaway train concept. He then separated the idea from the model since Western River Expedition was too costly, thinking he could just add it later. This turned the Mesa top into a simple show building for Western River, the canoe flume junked, and the mine train coaster simply adjacent. This idea eventually morphed into, of course, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which was approved to replace Mine Train through Nature's Wonderland at Disneyland and eventually was placed in Thunder Mesa's location in Walt Disney World. And you could kind of see the original model for it there and you could see it to the side of Thunder Mesa. Mm -hmm. Western River Expedition was seemingly never meant to be, but still remains one of the great lost ideas in Disney history. So, and now it's time in our podcast that we ask, what if? What if the oil crisis did not occur? Total foreign policy and global differences aside, oh, what if Thunder Mesa was built? Would it still be here today? Would the racism embedded in it do it in? Or would this have been a certified Disney classic with Western River Expedition starring... Jared Leto and Timothy Chalamet screening at a theater near you. <laughs> um, that's these are all good questions. Well, first off, the oil crisis didn't occur. We might not have had Ronald Reagan as our president. So, ooh, which is yeah, which let's is get the, the DeLorean. Win. Get yeah, the DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go argue some foreign policy in the past. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's solve the Middle East. He says the uh, you, you can go talk to the the uh, Arab Emirates and say, well, look yeah. here here's the truth. All right, we want this Disney ride open. And right. <laughs> I, th I think it's a it's an interesting question. So obviously there is there is a little bit of Thunder Mesa that of course did make it to the parks, right? Just not domestically, mm -hmm. um, because Disneyland Paris has Thunder Mesa as a pretty strong like piece of its uh, of its lore. lore, and that yeah. is that is true. But it doesn't have this. No, absolutely not. Absolutely none of this. So um, it's, a, it's a great question. I think that this question might have been answered already, actually, when Nate, uh, Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland opened at Walt Disney World. Um, do, you, do you mean Big Thunder? No, no, I mean Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland. So never, at Disneyland, I'm sorry. Never, Disneyland. Yeah, okay, I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, they never yeah. opened at Disney World. <laughs> yeah, see, once they, they changed the name on me, uh, apparently, on Twitter, oh, yeah. everyone's saying it. So, um, ah, no, yes. Yeah. So, no, when Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland opened and was to the public, it, it was like this, as everybody, I think, I assume, who's listening knows, it's this this deeply intricate and and themed attraction that is famous for being uh, so beautiful until it was shelved and, and paved over but 
the audiences maybe aren't as big a fan of westerns i guess because we were talking about Mm. this before what do you think of like the westerns because westerns were huge back in before the 70s Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like huge they were like the thing did davy crockett Mm -hmm. was like the money maker for disney for years yeah frontier land was the most uh important land Exactly. You pick your kids, they get their raccoon skin hats. They go on a pack mule and they're pack exactly like a little mm-hmm. Yeah, but something something happened. I don't know what it was. I haven't thought about this enough but to have like Nick. a uh, yeah, it's got to be the space race, right? Yeah, right. It was the space but, race. That's exactly what it is. It's I, all like, oh, Toy the Story frontier. Two, you know. Ding 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 ding. Toy Story 1. Well, no, Toy Story 2 really well, I guess Toy Story 2 it, has yeah. it too. All right, all right, next day. Hey, what, wait a minute, what, what happened? What happens next? Come on, let's see the next episode. That's it? What? The show was canceled after that. Wait, 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 wait. What about the gold mine and the, and the cute little critters and the dynamite? There was a great show. I mean, why cancel it? Two words, Sputnik. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, well, I guess, but... So that's definitely it. Yeah. Wow. Look at you. All right. Well, Ryan just saved me of like a headache for like 20 minutes here. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's definitely what it is. The new frontier was space, the final frontier, right? Mm. So as audiences pivoted away from the frontier, there was, there, there is really no reverence for the Western in, I'd say in younger audiences, audiences who were born 1970 or later, just because the world became so different. You know, at least pirates are classic. They're years and years old. And maybe one day we'll see the rise of the Western once again. But I think that if Thunder Mesa had been built, it would have been put in a really damning position of mm-hmm. how long can it sustain? And, you know, you know, I'll make I want to hear what you have to say, of course, but I'll, I'll, to something to think about. I think that it's not unique what I'm saying here. I think that mm-hmm. it probably would be in a similar position to uh, Pandora, something that was built. Where the the property, the area is like highly themed, highly detailed, beautiful. Had this thing been built, it would have been one of a kind. But can Pandora sustain forever, right? Like, you know, are audiences ready for Avatar for the rest of their life? Similarly, are audiences ready for a majority of Magic Kingdom to be devoted to a big boat ride about Westerns? Like, do you think Westerns would speak to audiences? Um, and similarly, do you think Mark Davis style attractions are long for this world if they're not you know, famous? Speaking of world of motion. Well, OK, so you're you're talking like this, but OK, you have to remember they wanted the Western River Expedition to open in 1974. Haunted Mansion was five years old at the time. Pirates of the Caribbean would have been seven years old, about seven years old. Yeah seven years old so when we're talking about this the reverence for those two attractions technically doesn't exist yet Hmm. so we have to think about it as in this would have possibly ingrained itself as a classic disney attraction the only thing that might have prevented this is the fact that uh it didn't exist in disneyland which is something that pirates had over you know, this and Haunted Mansion. But also, Pirates wasn't originally intended for Magic Kingdom. So True. it would have been thought that Pirates would have been exclusive to Disneyland and Western River Expedition would have been exclusive to uh, Disney World. Now, 
we all know that in talking about what ifs, we can't, we, we want to be as realistic as possible. And in thinking realistically, the crowd showed up opening day asking for pirates. Pirates mm-hmm. is going to happen no matter what. But there was a reality in which pirates and Western River existed in the same place. Right. If it had been built, I honestly believe that it it would have been beloved and it would have gotten a replicant very likely in Disneyland Paris, knowing how much sway Tony Baxter had over that park and how much reverence he had for Western River Expedition. So we likely would have gotten it in Paris as well. Who knows what would have happened with that attraction beyond that. What we do know is that it would have likely never come to Disneyland. Hmm. So that would have been a hindrance. And it would have been very interesting. Can, can you think of many, how many iconic Disney World things still exist that are not just, you know, a weenie? So mm-hmm. Spaceship Earth and Cinderella Castle, I don't think really count to me. Sure. The people uh, mover. The people mover, but that was at Disneyland. I meant that okay. never were at Disneyland. <sighs> I mean, really <sighs> think <sighs> about that. Yeah, like, I am. Is, is there anything that strikes out to you? I mean, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, kind of iconic. Yeah, but that's relatively it's not, recent. It's relatively recent, right. Exactly. A lot of Epcot things. I mean, the very fact that they are unique is what made it make them so revered and most of those are gone except for of course spaceship earth and i didn't count that because i think it's living with the land yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think that with regard to magic kingdom you know because i guess that's the real walt disney world the classic walt disney world experience is Mm -hmm. is magic kingdom i I can't think of anything pecos bills maybe (laughs) with the toppings bar yeah exactly (laughs) that never made it over but um a hall of presidents i guess the hall of presidents okay that is probably the closest you'll get yeah that that, that's the best you have something that's equivalent in disneyland with great moments of mr lincoln so you know there's kind of an equivalent there and i'd almost argue that mr lincoln is almost more known Then no, um, Hall of Presidents. Um, I I would con- I would disagree with that. I think that the really? Hall of Presidents. Okay, is think about how many popular. how many how many jokes in pop culture have you seen alluding to the Lincoln animatronic versus the actual Hall of Presidents? But I think that mo- I've never met a person in my entire life who's ever heard of of that of of uh, Great Moments, Mister Lincoln. Really? Everybody, well, everyone I know comes to the East Coast. Yeah, the East Coast. Yeah, I live I live over here. So everybody, like the Hall of Presidents, is mm-hmm. the boring ride. It, it's just really hard to think about and hard to map wrap your head around because yeah. again, we over in the East Coast, we did have the Great Movie Ride, True. and that's gone. Now. And maybe because the Great Movie Ride was so so kind of felt dated and couldn't feel as timeless as maybe other things could have. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with that, but mm-hmm. I, I, to me, it felt dated. 
uh but uh, yeah i disagree uh, but uh anyways go ahead yeah, <laughs> no you did yeah uh <laughs> uh and then you have stuff like at animal kingdom which are more based on naturalistic things i guess everest maybe you know there's a lot of unique things at disney world but i don't think anything that would have permeated popular culture and i think pirates in the haunted mansion has permeated the popular consciousness and the reason why they have and it's a small world again Mm -hmm. permeated the uh, consciousness of the nation and i think it's because they were present on the west coast and the east coast and and the reason why i'm saying this is do we think that the western river expedition would still be here today well not to not let me i want to answer that question with another question yeah there are attractions that were present on both coasts that nobody remembers, right? So okay. Mr. Toads was present on both coasts, but I don't think it's ever reached that level. No, I think no, I disagree with that. No they, one knows Mr. Toads. No normal person knows Mr. Toads. Disney Mr. fans to- love Mr. Okay. Toads. Mr. Toads Wild Ride is a very famous phrase. I would argue that. I think people you're you're know, in a bubble here. It's like a, know it's like a Fox News Mr. panel yeah. fight. I think you're in a bubble here. I think that normal people. No, I really believe nobody oh, in the normal gonna, world knows. Mr. I gotta Toad. put this to a test on Twitter. It's you're gonna Mr. ask Mr. Toads. Twitter, Mr. Toads. Disney followers. They're all Disney fans. <laughs> of course, you know Mr. I will, Toads. Is. I will ask the normies. Go walk outside. Go to a mall. Ask a hundred people. people. You'll get zero. The phrase Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. No, they, they don't. Know it. They do yes, not they know do. that. I didn't know that until 2015 when I oh went to Disneyland. <laughs> Nobody knows that. But Nobody it, yeah. knows Mr. Toad's. <laughs> Same with 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It's like to us, it's like okay, second okay. nature. So, so that I would agree with. Okay. All right. Well, so, well, good. We made it there. Yeah. I think that the distinction is. And this is a silly one, but Pirates, Haunted Mansion, the Tiki Room, Small World. These attractions that were on both coasts. Carousel of Progress, of course, has flipped coasts, but it was still on both coasts. These are popular rides. Not only is because they're on both coasts, but because that means two sides of the country knows the famous song. Well, that's a great point. That is a great point. Yeah. The famous song... They're Could like have been they, in here as well. If there was a worse song on Haunted Mansion, I honestly don't think people would. I mean, I think it would still be the, uh, as amazing as it is, but I think people mm. wouldn't gravitate towards it as tightly because yeah. Grim Grinning Ghost is just like, bam, it's in everyone's head. Like they know it. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is Existencio wrote both songs for Pirates and Haunted That's Mansion. Right. Uh, this would have been written by Buddy Baker. Uh, Buddy Baker did write uh, for the parks a lot. But uh, his contributions were not as quite as iconic as those. Uh, they were there. He did some stuff for Epcot. Uh, it's fun to be free, to be free on the move and veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit, veggie, veggie, fruit, oh, fruit. So, so he did those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, those, those are famous. And he did a lot of stuff that um, was never done. Um, again, uh, Jim Hill and Len Testa, they, they very much looked into the Buddy Baker archives. Uh, I reached out to Len and he graciously looked for me in the archives for uh, the Western River Expedition materials. Hi, Len, if you're listening. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and we couldn't find, he couldn't find anything. Um, but uh, I have no doubt that uh, he also did If You Had Wings, um, which is uh, If You Had Wings, If You Had Wings. Uh, and um, this is I, beautiful. I, this whole segment was worth it just to hear you. Right. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
and I, I honestly think that uh, this song would have, yes, made or broke this attraction. But I think it's so grand of scope. It, there's no way it could have gone unknown like some of those other attractions did as sort of this rarity that people only grab in the back of their mind. It's the, the question of whether or not the timelessness would have happened. Mm-hmm. And and again, I also don't think it would have been uh, too big to fail because here's my other thing. I actually don't think that canoe ride or that runaway mine ride would have ever happened as they they were going to. I think you're right. Yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Once once they decided they needed to build pirates, that would have gotten junked. And I think it would have just been the Western River Expedition and probably the restaurant because, you know, the restaurant makes the do. Um, and the gift shop because the gift shop makes the do. Uh, <laughs> but those those two things only and the, the ride. I think that's what it would have happened. So you would have just had to junk the ride in order to do something. And who knows? You know, maybe Breck Eisner would have been walking through the thing and he painted the Splash Mountain looking, cool, Dad, build that. And he's like, what's currently there? Oh, this old boat ride. Tear it down. Yeah. <laughs> and we've gotten yeah. Splash Mountain. Yeah, I think that, you know, so I think that it's it's maybe wrong to do this, but like the world of motion as like similar comedic stylings has a song to it that I don't know if I would say it's the catchiest song. Mm-hmm. Some people think it is right. But I, I think that it would have, I don't think it would have gotten the attention that pirates and haunted mansion did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a little less whimsical, but I, I do think that, yeah, I, I'm sure it would, it would be, I think you're right. If had this thing been around, we would be talking about how it's the one reason you should be flying to Disneyland Paris. Well, one of the reasons. Yeah. Because yeah. it would have still been there. That's right. I don't think it would have stayed around here. I think you, if I had to put money on it, yeah, it's prime spot for Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, they just go, oh, let's just do cut this all out, put Splash Mountain and, and, and in, Thunder Mountain. In like 1991, you would have had like angry guests like chaining themselves to Western River Expedition. Yes. And right now, Retro WDW would have done like the huge giant western river expedition thing it's like this was only here for 16 years but what a glorious 16 years it was that's right and then the the, the racists trying to keep this ride in can oh, fight the racists trying yeah, to get splash mountain that's in. Yeah. right because this would have also had racism and you would have had the people on twitter being like walt disney loved native americans <laughs> did you see the indian village Heartwarming. Stuff. They say they they say that exactly. The Indian Village. Yeah, <laughs> yes. the Savage Village was the most intricate thing Disney ever designed himself. Look, look, he built look. it himself. An adaptation of Indian materials can't possibly be automatically racist, right? Well, I don't know Disney if anybody knows nobody. what I'm referencing. Yeah. <laughs> A really bad tweet. That's what I'm referencing. No, I, I think it's it's a I don't think it ever would have caught on as as tightly as uh, as anything else. But I, I do think it would have been like one of the it would be it would be one of those stories that you're right. Retro WDW would talk about and say this was like the best thing ever made. Mm-hmm. And they closed and they would, it because it didn't grab on. Yeah. And they would be like obsessing over every detail. And again, I don't blame them. This would have been really cool. Like just just looking at the concept art in this Mark Davis book. There's this how these colors pop off the page. You know, I would have killed to see this this model. 
you could actually have seen some of the model in the Walt Disney story when it opened up in the 1970s. Oh. It would have been uh, the uh, the town, the, that, that town scene with them like partying and with the showgirls. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, as good a part as any, right? You know, so mm-hmm. I think that. Yeah, I don't know. There's, it's hard to say a lot about the the what if because we've been gushing the whole time. I think about how oh, how intricate this joke is and how pretty this joke is. I mean, would it have closed due to racism? Probably. There's no real way to salvage it unless they made a movie and it was you know did really well. Mm-hmm. And, like pirates, you can be like, well, you know, the real pirate stuff doesn't work, but we have our Johnny Depp and we can cut the sexism. Uh, but. That's the rough part. Could you're gonna put Tonto this, in this, yeah. This 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 thing has a movie or something like that, and they just actually actually completely ruin it. Cars land. Oh no! <laughs> you have Mater going, Dad Gum, Lenny. Oh no! Larry the Cable <laughs> Guy gets on his anti-Native American rant. They're Happy. real funny right there. I don't care who you are. Happy Mary Joanna Kwanzaa. What is this thing? <laughs> I don't remember. It's so long hey, ago. Hey, Pocahontas! Oh. Over here! <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's just Honestly. And you just have you have lightning going in the corner. Mater! Maybe yeah, Pocahontas. Yeah. Watch Cars on the Road on Disney Plus on Disney Plus oh. on September 8th. What the hell is Disney Plus Day? It's our new national holiday. I hate ever. I hate Twitter so much. <laughs> People are so are stupid. You not, you're not going to go to the parks and walk along the blue carpet. The what? The blue carpet. They roll out the blue carpet. Yeah, at the end of the blue carpet, they hand you your fucking bill. For now that the E23 <laughs> membership has expired, you have to pay full price, dumbass. For your <laughs> you have to pay free. 11 bucks per month. Damn. Dad gum. <laughs> Yeah, that and in yeah. an alternate universe, you can take it all the way to the Western River Expedition, where you get handed flyers for the new limited series on Disney Plus, where they uh, have the cars go to the Western Ugh. River Expedition. Is is my monthly viewing of the Straight Story worth a twelve dollars a month? That is the question I've had to ask myself. You just got to make up with it with many viewings of Cars on the Road on Disney Plus, I, <laughs> September 8th, Disney Plus Day. I think, oh, no. I think that the, the geometry of the area definitely lends itself really well to a Cars Land uh, implementation, if anywhere. You know, <sighs> I mean, I do. Like, it's a big, nice. Uh, okay, okay, area. I love okay. Cars Land. I love Cars Land. I'm a little lukewarm on but, it. But, <laughs> and, and Radiator Springs Racers, great ride. Great yeah. ride. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. You know, but it's been years though. To, so. to take to take away this marvelous thing for a car's ride, I don't know, man. Oh, it's too scary to think about. Well, that's, that's I don't think life. I could handle that, <laughs> man. You, you just you just painted a really scary future. I, I was just thinking about like horrible Jared Leto animatronics or something like that. But cars, oh, oh, yeah. I think oh no. Well, I, I, I think that no matter what, I think you and I seemingly are both in agreement that this thing wouldn't have lasted forever. Like this just this ride just wasn't meant for forever, forever. Uh, there, for there, permanency. Is, there is a small possibility. Oh, There's absolutely. A small possibility that this caught on with the public, that uh, East Coasters just fell massively in love with this attraction and becomes a certified classic. It, it, there is a possibility. Again. Pirates and Haunted Mansion, 
yes, you're right about the songs. I do think the Mark Davis and the atmosphere, Mark Davis gags and the atmosphere really lend themselves. And this would have had all of that in there. I think uh, it would have been striking just as, just as uh, it's a small world with its design and its song. And that has the Mary Blair colors in it and the Mary Blair designs. They're using all these pieces of the pie that, you know, become these huge facets of the Disney theme parks. And uh, there, there is a possibility. There is a small possibility, but I, I, I would be lying if I didn't say that it's a larger possibility that this did go away for Splash Mountain. I think the problem with Mark Davis stuff, not the problem creatively, but the problem with it gripping onto people, obviously Mark Davis is successful, but like the really heavy Mark Davis stuff, like World of Motion, I don't think grip onto people as much. His jokes are, they're silly. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that was necessarily what made World of Motion go away. I would say that would be the sponsorship thing. Yeah, but I also—I mean, I think that in the case of—I don't know—if something is really popular, it doesn't tend to go away. Mm -hmm. Like you know, like like I guess I think his jokes are very smart, but they're very stupid. They're they're like Nathan. This is a bad comparison because he's not at all creatively like him. But it's like it's—it reminds me of like watching Nathan Fielder a bit, where it is really stupid. Like there's—they're all just very simple, you know. Like like Mark Davis is saying, there's a horse on the building. That's all. That's why it's funny. But mm -hmm. like, there's a wit to them that I think are, it's a bit dry and I, I like that. Okay. I, I think his style of humor, most people just find it silly and absurd and like really out there. And I wonder what the, I mean, many audiences would have picked up with this because this would have been less like a, oh, wow, this is like we're inside the canyons and more like a, almost like a theater show. Now, like, now, like I think are, you talked about. Up are in you the, viewing the that through a modern viewpoint? I guess. Of course, a, yeah, overall? no, yeah. A, a modern viewpoint. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So you're viewing that for your modern viewpoint. And the point that I'm trying to make is you have to remember this would have most likely have opened in 1974, 1975, 1976. I think where, it would have done really well then. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's and the thing is, is that, if the Haunted Mansion opened today, how do you think it would have been received? Oh, dude, yeah, that's a great point. Mm -hmm. It had to have 50 years of being ingrained in our culture for us to fall in love with it from this modern standpoint. And without that, I think you lose a great deal. Hmm. It's a because good point. We, were, we were just talking about Critter Country 500. And remember mm. what we said about it? Oh, you can't build this type of ride in that type of, in that type of time frame mm -hmm. but this would have been opening that type of ride in its proper time frame yeah no i, I completely follow and maybe something mm -hmm. yeah that they would have been like the last kind of hurrah for this style of of rides because you know, they mm -hmm. could they do fall out of favor a little bit into the 80s well, i mean i mean they do do like a ton of them in 1982 but <laughs> yes yeah i guess they, maybe they overpowered them um yeah no I, I agree i understand that i think that this would have been i can definitely concede that this would have stayed open into the 90s i don't think it would have lasted beyond the 90s because after the 90s all of those similar rides if they didn't already become massive properties were kind of you know given the push a little bit mm -hmm. the figment figment was a household name he can get rethemed horizons eh, could probably use a <laughs> thrill ride there 
Yeah. You know what I mean, the one so, that kills people. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to say it. On that note, call the Mort the Mortician. That's ah, a oh my God. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing. That's why the Mort is called Mort. You know, it's Mortician. Yeah, get it? Um, jokes, jokes, dry jokes. Um, <laughs> Disney We're 90 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. We're no getting more. a little loopy. <laughs> Um, I think, yeah, I think, no, I, I definitely, I think you're right. I think that had this been, had this been released at its time, it would have seen a pretty nice period of, mm-hmm. of success, though. I don't think it would have gone. It would have, it really, I don't think it really would have been as powerful into the nineties, but okay. I think it, it would have been like, I, I guess, like I said, the best reason to go to Disneyland Paris. Right. Yeah. Now, obviously, in those times, a lot of the racism would have been just scrubbed. Like I said, um, they were already scrubbing it as the the ride's development was coming along, and I think the last parts of it would have been scrubbed. I think the the native presence would have been completely eradicated. I I I doubt that. Really? Yeah, I think Disney. I mean, Disney kept the Native Americans. In, in all in Peter Pan, uh, Peter Peter Pan, they, and also the, the the um, what's it called? They, the, they're, they're taking them out though. Now. Yeah, but they yeah now they are in twenty twenty two. I know, I know. Not but, in, I, I, not I, but they were in the Mark Twain yeah. River boat, right? But they weren't they weren't the focus. And I think the Mark Twain River boat stuff. I think it's less stereotypical. It is kind of stereotypical, but it's not as True. it's not as violently racist of a caricature. If once again, uh, we're going to post a lot of concept art, and the second you see it, you're going to be like, "Oh dear oh, God!" Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and that's what you're going to immediately react to. But uh, yeah, so I-, I think that all that would have been, real. and you don't think so? Um, I think that they would have dragged their feet on it. I- I'm, just, hmm. you know, I just see. I think that you you give them a little too much credit. I think okay. like the, the very explicit. Anti-Native American sentiments, sure, but I think there will be a lot there of of just Native Americans in the ride, and definitely that that shooting gag. I don't know if that would have been replaced. Really, I don't think so because I think that there was the realization that oh, we shouldn't be like mean to the Native Americans because there was the growing Native American support sentiment, and then it's the Marlon Brando stuff, et cetera, and so forth. But just the general representations, I would imagine they would have toned it down more than they would have cut it out. Mm-hmm. If it would feel weird for that sounds like something Disney would do today. Back then, I could see them looking totally to find like a nice middle ground that I don't think would have been a real middle ground. But I don't, I don't know if it would have been cut completely. Mm-hmm. No, you're, uh, you make a good point that there are still blind spots in the Disney Company, and you can say clearly that, yeah. they're still like scrubbing them right now. They got that giant list of. Things they just did the Jungle Cruise after years and years and years. Oh, so, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, so you do have a great point there. Um, if it was still here in 2022, oh yeah, for sure, people would be screaming to the hills about that. Um, but otherwise, I think that this attraction, for the most part, as elaborate as it is, uh, again, we don't know if it would have been here or not. But I do know one thing. And that mm. is, would we build it or not? Mm. 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 Your note in the show notes yeah. here. Hmm. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, I think undoubtedly. Yeah. Why Yay! Not? Yay! Uh, I I do agree. I wish it was built uh without the racism. Just to say that. No, don't we all. Uh, just get rid of the racism, and I'm good. I think this is a brilliant idea. The concept art is gorgeous. It would have been incredible to see it in three dimensions. I would love to hear this song, see all these animatronics and ride this incredible ride, uh, get splashed to have a fun splashdown uh, and see uh, this incredible Thunder Mesa. Uh, give me all of it. I want all of it, please. I mean, it would be wrong. It would be silly to turn it down. It just seems mm-hmm. like it's a it, whether you know built to see this thing built. I think it would have had a long rippling legacy in terms of Disney fans. And I think it would live on at least in some parks, maybe not the United States. Um, mm. Yeah. I think, I think it would have just been, it's a no brainer to see it <sighs> built. At least yeah. I, I, w- I would have to say like, if this existed and it only existed in Paris, uh, yeah, I'd probably have gone to Paris. You'd make that flight. Yeah. And maybe the Phantom Manor would have been a little different because the, mm, very the Wild West ending of that in Phantom Manor, mm-hmm. partially based on Western River Ooh, Expedition. There yep. you go. Oh, yeah. so actually, maybe you shouldn't build it. You're convincing me not to build yeah, it. Ah, like, no! I like that ending. Uh, you like that ending? Really? Yeah, awesome. That's one yes. of the things that people really don't care for oh. in Phantom Manor, is that oh. ending. I love that. a little too goofy. Oh, yeah, you're right. A little too goofy for the ending of a Haunted Mansion ride. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know if you're saying that sarcastically or of course I am. The haunted mansion <laughs> ends with the big opera singers. The bus well, I, I all sing a funny song. Well, it's just it's a wild west and you know, like there was a like gothic atmosphere. I just think it's a the little ride's about the wild west. west. Yeah, okay, all right. Fine. Fine. I quit. You take my resignation <laughs> right now. How dare you be smirks the amazing Phantom Man the ride I've both, never been on. I've never been on. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but yes, um, definitely wish the Western River Expedition was built. Oh, I so am sad that this doesn't exist and we don't at least have video footage of it. Uh, any last things you would like to say about the Western River Expedition? Um, well, honestly, no. I feel pretty happy about what we've talked about. It, 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 I always loved when I was younger big thunder mountain railroad and um really when i first visited disneyland big thunder mountain ranch big thunder ranch mm-hmm. the I, ju- I just like that kind of deserty i like the frontier i like that fan mm-hmm. fantasy frontier that they've got going on there yeah. and um it's disappointing that both times they tried to really broaden that experience uh, the first time, I guess, or sorry, let me rephrase. Not that they tried to broaden it both times that they offered a broad dark ride experience of mm-hmm. that kind of natural desert like attraction, both the nature's wonderland and this, that it, it just didn't pick up. And, um, you know, I, I think there's something to be said about the way that audiences engage with purely natural and, and scenic, very passive attractions, mm-hmm. uh, Navi river journey, as one that has received yeah. big criticism, but right. It's, because it's not supposed to be happens. Yeah. You know, nothing think... happens. And it's supposed to be serene and yes. building up to a thing. Um, I think the difference is there's, there's so many vignettes that happen in this versus. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I, I agree with you a hundred percent. I, I just think that having some more 
really just natural beauty, big dark rides that don't feel like they need to be roller coasters, like Radiator Springs Racers, right? It's park, dark ride, park coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been like a really, really nice addition to to the Disney parks. But you know, I suppose we got Big Thunder Mountain, and it's close enough, so I'll live. Right <laughs> now, would you trade Big Thunder Mountain for Rusty River Expedition? Um. Uh, I would say yes. I think if you pull people, they would say no. Yes, that's true. Big Thunder has things I I like, but you know, Big Thunder. I would if if you were to do that, it would like take away two credits from my roller coaster count, and it would be under one hundred and fifty. But I would live in a world where the Western River Expedition exists. I would love to have both, though. Hmm. And there was a universe where both could have happened, but. I think I'd have to say, yeah, I would trade it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, you know, Big Thunder Mountain is cool. There's some neat set pieces in, in Big Thunder Mountain. But the parts mm-hmm. I love about Big Thunder Mountain are the the set pieces. Right. And if you, if you the way from, from listening to the concept art, it's like Big Thunder Mountain with more set pieces, with more intricate design, with scenes mm-hmm. lifted straight from Living with the Land. Of and course, you're on vice versa. Yeah, if, and and you're on a boat. On a boat. Yeah. I, um, that's, you know, that's as good a place to, to conclude as any. Yeah, boats, boat rides rule. <laughs> and that is our big, massive episode. This might end up being one of our longest episodes ever on the Western River Expedition. Thank you so much for listening to all 25 episodes. We have more to come. But in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbuiltPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Dorman. Feel free to email us at unbuiltpod at gmail.com and write us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. That really, really helps us. So it would be great if you could do that. Uh, but if you don't like us, thank you for listening to Nostalgia. I'm Dave. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. The sky grows from blue to dark as the butt shadows on the horizon. Did I say butt? You did say butt. <laughs> yeah, I did say butt. Okay. Yeah.